Josh Allen is on the cover of Madden. This is not a drill. I repeat, Josh Allen is on the cover of Madden. The Bills also signed cornerback Cameron Dantzler. Folks, there's a lot to get into today on Locked on Bills. You are Locked on Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and of course, a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL, and when you enter promo code NFL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Folks, I'm excited about Josh Allen being on the cover of Madden. And so we're going to spend some time here at the opening talking about that. And then we'll get into the Bills signing cornerback Cameron Dantzler. And then we'll finish off with some general thoughts on just how deep and competitive I think this roster is. But we're starting with Josh Allen on the cover of Madden. It was announced on Wednesday morning that Josh Allen is the cover athlete for Madden 24. And I think this is incredibly cool. I mean, I think this is really, really cool. Not that there was any doubt, but Josh Allen is one of the faces of the NFL and one of the faces of professional sports in general, and he's our quarterback. For the first time in history, a Buffalo Bills player is on the cover of Madden. I'm probably like a lot of you in that I grew up playing Madden. It was a big part of what I enjoyed doing through middle school and high school. And I always thought about the possibility of a Bills player being on the cover, but I knew it was never realistic. The Bills just never had that type of guy. And now they do. We have dreamed of having a quarterback like this, and he's here, and he's ours. And it's not only that Josh Allen is an elite player on the field, but just an overall perfect, incredible face of the franchise to include how he behaves off the field and what he does for the community. I mean, he's an incredible superstar. And while none of that's new information, it's an opportunity to reflect on Josh Allen's stardom and what he's meant to the Buffalo Bills. It's also incredibly awesome that along with Josh Allen, Bills fans are on the cover with him. Bills Mafia is on the cover of Madden. So not only for the first time ever is there a Bills player on the cover of Madden, this is also the first time ever that there are fans on the cover, and those fans are us. 
This is a big deal, folks. I mean, Madden is huge. It has a major, major impact on football culture. In fact, in some ways, I wish it wasn't so impactful on football culture, but it is. And for the next year, every time anyone in the world plays Madden, they're going to see Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, and Bills Mafia. It's huge. The Bills are a small market team, but the brand, the Buffalo Bills brand is national and it's global. And it further expands him, Josh Allen, being on the cover of Madden further expands the Buffalo Bills brand in an even bigger way. All because of Josh Allen. I also kind of want to take a moment here, if that's okay, and reflect on what Josh Allen has meant to me. Now, first of all, and I mentioned this earlier this week on the podcast, but being a Buffalo Bills fan, being a part of Bills Mafia, in a lot of ways, is a personality trait. It's a big part of who we are as people. It is. We love this team. We're proud of this team. We're proud of Western New York. Even when they haven't given us anything to cheer about, there's a great sense of pride that we take in being Bills fans. And the way that the Buffalo Bills are uniquely knitted into the fabric of the Western New York, Western New York community is absolutely special. So as we've seen the success of the team and we see Josh Allen emerging as a global superstar, it means a lot. It should mean a lot to you. There's a piece of us that gets to revel in that pride. And we don't care who's mad about it. In fact, we like that there are people that are mad about it. They're jealous. They want Josh Allen. He's ours. So seeing the glow up of the Bills and what they've become and the respect that exists for what's happening with the Buffalo Bills, we as fans, we can all share in that pride. But if I can make this personal, Josh Allen has meant a lot to me, and not that I have a relationship with Josh Allen, but his very existence as the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills has opened doors for me that I would have never imagined. We'll start with this podcast and the success that this podcast has. This is what I do. It's an absolute dream job. And the popularity of the Buffalo Bills because of Josh Allen is a big part of that success. I've written two books. What? I'm a published author on the Buffalo Bills, a total dream opportunity that I probably don't get if Josh Allen's not the quarterback. I don't think a book publisher would reach out to me if Josh Allen's not the quarterback and the team isn't where they are right now. I mean, the popularity and the rise of the Buffalo Bills because of Josh Allen has had a huge impact in my personal life. I mean, look at me right now. If you're on YouTube, you see me. I've got a Fireball High School shirt on. I'm wearing a sweatshirt from Josh Allen's high school right now. I purchased this. I used my own money to buy this sweatshirt. Fireball Eagles, a city and a school I will probably never visit. I have the shirt because of Josh Allen. I own a Josh Allen action figure. I purchased it. I chose to buy it. I buy Josh Allen custom pictures in prints because of Josh Allen. And now I'm probably going to have to buy a copy of this video game and a new game console. And I haven't bought Madden since 2011. I haven't bought a 
console, I don't, good Lord, and I don't even know how long. Got a PlayStation 3 behind me. Doesn't even have a cord. And I don't know if I'm actually going to play the game because I, I don't know how playing video games would fit into my routine. And if I were to incorporate video games, I would sacrifice better habits to incorporate those games. So I probably won't. But the bottom line is this is awesome. And as a note that we should get to here, for the perceived Madden curse, I'm going to let you in on a secret. It's not real. I don't care about it, not even a little bit. If Josh Allen gets hurt or doesn't play well this year, it will have nothing, and I mean nothing, to do with being on the cover of Madden. I'm excited about it. And I think this represents so much. It's it's a picture of Josh Allen on a cover of a video game. But to me, it's just so much more to that. And I hope that you can sense that through this conversation. All right, we're going to talk about Cameron Dan- Dantzler, the newest Buffalo Bill here in just a moment. But first, I need to tell you about Bird Dogs. I absolutely love their shorts and joggers. I actually have a pair of their shorts on right now. They're awesome. They make you look good. They have great design, right? They have these Stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg. They give you that sculpted look. Uh, They fit way better than regular shorts. You know, regular shorts have that stiff, restricting cotton. That's not the case with bird dogs. They fix that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki, but stretches so that you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And they also have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day Long. So check them out. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL and enter promo code locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. I'm holding it right here. If you're on YouTube, you can see it. This thing's awesome. Uh, that's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off once you get them. We promise you. All right. The Bills signed the new player, Cameron Dantzler. Let's talk about him. Cameron Dantzler is a cornerback. He's 24 years old. He turns 25 in September. Was a third-round pick pretty recently, number 89 overall in the 2020 NFL Draft out of Mississippi State by the Minnesota Vikings. And he spent the first three seasons of his career in Minnesota, 2020 through 2022. And over those three years, he started 26 games for the Vikings was productive, 17 pass breakups, three forced fumbles, three interceptions, six tackles for loss. Passer rating against his coverage of 91.1, which is pretty solid. He played almost 1,800 snaps. I mean, it appeared that he was on track to be a fixture for them at cornerback. And so as a rookie in 2020, he won a starting job for Mike Zimmer and that Vikings defense in week one. He was a starter as a rookie. And he held that job mostly throughout the course of the season. Then in 2021, to the surprise of a lot of people, he was a healthy scratch the first two weeks of the season and then eventually got his job back and took over as a starter. And then you fast forward to 2022 last year, he started the first nine games of the season. Then he had an ankle injury that sidelined him almost for the entire second half of the season. And then this past March, he was released by the Minnesota Vikings claimed by the Washington commanders. And then he's actually since been released by the Washington commanders after just being on the team for like two months. Um, And so that's definitely a concern that he's been 
cut a couple of times and he's young, right? Um, in Minnesota, I wonder how much of that has to do with a regime change. Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, they were there for a long time. They drafted this player. And then, of course, Kevin O'Connell and a new GM takes over last year. And, you know, how this goes, it's not their guy. They didn't pick him. And so they just kind of move on. And they have done that with a lot of players in Minnesota. So that wasn't super surprising. And then, of course, Washington picks him up. You feel like he's a good scheme fit for Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, like they like to do with their corners. But then Washington picked a corner uh, with each of their first two picks, their first and second round picks, Manuel Forbes in the first round. Second round was uh, Jatavius Martin, you know, and then after the draft, shortly after the draft, they released Cameron Dantzler. You know, look, he's a player that I thought had some nice momentum in the league. Um, Top 90 pick, third rounder. I had him uh, as the number 105 player on my 2020 draft board. I had a high fourth round grade on him. And so this is been a little bit of a career arc that wasn't expected, especially after he, after he started off and played a lot of football for Minnesota. He's uh six foot two, 190 pounds, 30 and five eighth inch arms. His RAS score is not good. It's a 3.39. He's not a great athlete, a four mid four, six 40 yard dash. He's not known for his athleticism, but going back and of course, watching him at Mississippi state and then keeping track with track of him with the Vikings physical corner, a guy that can play some press, can play some zone, has ball skills, you know, kind of that Levi Wallace type of corner. And so he wouldn't be a fit for every team. If you're going to play a lot of man coverage, Cam Dantzler is not going to be much of a fit for you. But the style of defense that the Bills run, he does make a lot of sense. And so it's interesting to me. I think this is a really nice addition at this point in the process. And I continue to be impressed with the talent that Brandon Bean has been able to collect really over the last six weeks since the draft. I mean, this is the 12th player that he's added, and that includes Puna Ford. It includes Leonard Floyd. It includes Marcel Aitman, who's been a rostered player in the league. Brandon Shell, same thing. I mean, this is really nice additions, or these are really nice additions for um, this point in the year and just creates a ton of competition. Now, the corresponding move here for the Bills was releasing uh, defensive back Kyler uh, McMichael, young player out of North Carolina. The Bills had him for feels like the most of last year, and then you know, they've since moved on from him, and you know that's to make room for Cameron Dantzler. So, look, I'm not going to like go crazy here about this addition. There's plenty of question marks for it, but it's at a very minimum meaningful competition. And Brandon Bean's ability to add meaningful competition to this roster still, it really impresses me. And so I'm going to talk about that, this overall competitive roster that he's built after a quick break, because this is really, really impressive. All right, so I want to talk about the depth and competition that exists on the Bills roster. But first, I would like to inform you and invite you to join the Locked On Bills subtext community, something new that we've offered recently. There's a link to join it in the show notes for today. So if you're watching on YouTube or whatever podcasting uh, medium that you prefer, you'll see a link in the show notes for today that you can click on and join. Uh, so what is it? What do you get? It's a, it's a subtext community. First of all, you get one-on-one text conversations with me right to your phone. You can save me in your contacts and text at any time. And that's been 
easily my favorite part, whether it's talking about big Bills news, uh, follow-up questions on things I say on the podcast, learning more about um, you as listeners and your favorite players and moments and all that type of stuff has been really cool to connect and engage and um, get to know you guys better. So I love that. That's my favorite part. But you also get priority when it comes to herd mentality. We'll have some exclusive content. I'll give you some regular mass texts that give you some thoughts. It's my first reaction to all Bills news. So when the Bills signed Cameron Dantzler on Wednesday morning, I sent out a text to everybody with some some thoughts uh, to let everybody know right away how I felt. So you get that. We have some giveaways, a lot uh, offered through the Lockdown Bills subtext community. So check them out. Again, a, a, a link in today's show notes. And again, nothing changes with the delivery of this podcast. It's not going behind a paywall. It's just an extra layer of engagement for those who might want it. All right, let's um, let's finish off our conversation today by reflecting on just the competitive depth of this roster. I mean, it's an insanely deep roster. Meaningful competition is everywhere. The camp battles this year, they're going to be awesome. They are legit. This is easily the deepest and most complete roster that Brandon Bean has assembled yet. And he did so entering the offseason with over 20 unrestricted free agents and $18 million over the salary cap. And what he's been able to add is absolutely impressive. I know that Brandon Bean has a lot of critics because he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet with the Buffalo Bills, but my goodness, he is giving them some really great opportunities with the rosters that he's been able to assemble. And so, obviously, Cameron Dantzler is the motivation for this conversation because I I really get excited about that competition at corner. But you look at all of these moves that he's been making, whether it is Leonard Floyd, Shane Ray, uh, Brandon Shell, um, bringing back Dean Marlowe. There's so much here on this roster that creates for some some good problems in terms of who are you going to keep? Cause you can only keep 53 of these players. But one of the things that I like to do in studying 90 man rosters is look at the position groups and say, well, you've got this many players for this many spots, right? If you look at the bills, typical trends, you know how many players at each position they're going to keep. And that makes it really real when it comes to, all right, who's actually making this roster and who's on the outside looking in and where, where are those position battles? And so I just want to highlight a few of them right now, not like all of them, not get super in-depth with the conversation, but just kind of introduce where these big battles are going to be. And let's do start with cornerback where the Bills added Cameron Dantzler. And, of course, they have Trey White and Kyrie Elam, Dane Jackson, Christian Benford, Taron Johnson, Saran Neal, those six. And I'd expect those six to make the roster. And then you have Cam Dantzler and Alex Austin, who you just drafted, Jamarcus Ingram, who you know looks like he was a nice UDFA acquisition. You have Cam Lewis. Right now, all four of those players are on the outside looking in. And we talked about Alex Austin when the Bills drafted him, stating, look, he needs help to make the roster. And that help was really just one of those six guys that I mentioned that I think are going to make the roster getting injured. Well, now if Alex Austin as a draft pick is going to make the roster, he needs help, but he also has to beat out Cam Dantzler and Jamarcus Ingram. And, and there is stuff just like that all over this roster. Look at the edge rusher position. You're probably going to keep five. Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, Greg Russo, A.J. Epinesa, 
Well, that's five, right? That's four right there. And then you have this mix of Shaq Lawson, Boogie Basham, Shane Ray, Cameron Klein, Kingsley Jonathan. You've got nine players for five spots. And even if Von Miller starts the year on the pup list, which I, I think he will, eventually he's going to come back. And you're not going to roster six, I don't think. Good problem to have. But one of, I would say, one of Shaq Lawson, Boogie Basham, Shane Ray, Cameron Klein, one of them's not making it. You've got nine meaningful players for five spots. Look at offensive tackle. Deion Dawkins, Spencer Brown, Brandon Shell, David Questenberry, Tommy Doyle. One of those players is not making the team. And that doesn't even mention the bottom of the barrel guys like Ryan Van Denmark and Alec Anderson and Richard Garage. But you're probably going to roster four tackles. Dawkins, Brown, Shell, Questenbury, Doyle. That's five. One of them's not making it. Maybe Tommy Doyle starts the year on the pup list. You can kind of buy some time there. But another good problem to have, really good competition. Same thing for the interior offensive line. I think you've got five spots to commit to interior offensive linemen. Connor McGovern, Ryan Bates, Mitch Morse, Osiris Torrance, David Edwards, there's five. I haven't mentioned Ike Bucker, Nick Broker, the draft pick, Greg Manns, who's a rostered player before in the league. So three of those eight players I just mentioned are not making the team. And again, that doesn't even get into some of the bottom of the barrel guys that are competing for practice squad spots. How about wide receiver? You're going to keep six of those. We know that's the number the Bills like to keep. Steph Diggs, Gabe Davis. Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield, Khalil Shakir, Justin Shorter, that's six. And you've got a big old group of guys competing after that in Isaiah Coulter and Tyrell Shavers and Marcel Aitman and Keyshawn Johnson, Des Patman, Jalen Wayne. A lot of bodies there. And while none of the players that I just mentioned are overly interesting, for Justin Shorter to make the roster as wide receiver six, he's got competition. And I think that's what's interesting about some of the spots that I've already highlighted between corner, between offensive line and wide receiver. You look at those last three picks that the Bills made in Justin Shorter, Alex Austin, and Nick Broker. And if they're going to make the roster, they've got stiff competition to get there. And you love that. You love that. You should love that. How about linebacker? I mean, this speaks for itself. This is a crazy situation. Matt Milano, Tyler Medikavich. Tyler Medikavich is going to make the team. Then you have Tyrell Dotson and Dorian Williams and Terrell Bernard and Balen Spector and Traven Howard, who's been a rostered player in the league. A.J. Klein. You're probably going to keep six linebackers. Of the players I just mentioned, two of them aren't making it. Good problem to have. A lot of competition. How about safety? You're probably going to keep four safeties. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Taylor Rapp. Well, there's three of your four. I haven't mentioned DeMar Hamlin. I haven't mentioned Dean Marlowe. Jared Maiden, who was on your active roster last year, including in the playoffs. Zane Anderson, who's a veteran special teamer. Only four are making it. So that means between Hamlin and Marlowe, at least one of those guys don't make the roster. Great problems to have. The competition on this roster is incredible. And it's going to be a really fun process to work through. You guys know I love roster construction and all this type of stuff. So as we get ready for 
mandatory mini camp next week, training camp, preseason. There's going to be so much to talk about with these very, very, very legit battles on this roster. Good players aren't going to make it. And that opens up a world of possibilities for Brandon Bean because we've we've seen him be able to flip players that he was going to cut for draft capital, and I think he's going to have more opportunity to do that than ever this year, especially with some of that depth in the trenches, even at corner. This roster's loaded, folks. And what's so interesting to me about this entire Bills conversation this offseason is this roster is objectively better than last year. And last year, we know how it was. Everybody in the world picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. They were the favorites. I mean, it was insane, the hype around the Bills last year. The roster's better right now. Not as much hype. I like that. So go ahead and sleep on the Bills. Go right ahead. But this team is as loaded as it's ever been. And who knows? Maybe we'll wake up tomorrow and Brandon Bean will get another player. Seems like that's been the case. Deep roster. Good problems to have across the board. You can handle some injuries, right? You don't want them. But there's numbers problems here, and they're good problems to have. I can't wait to see this all play out. Of course, we'll be talking about it all here for you on the podcast, so make sure that you're subscribed. Look, tomorrow my plan is herd mentality. I feel like I've said that a million times in a row, but the Bills just give us this news all the time that I got to get to. Um, and so, assuming no major news happens tomorrow, our next conversation will be herd mentality, and I know that I have a lot of you to get back to, whether it's emails or Twitter DMs. Um, so give me some grace there. It's just, there's a lot. Um, and so I'll start planning that uh, tomorrow and, and get to get back to people. And then we might have to get another episode turned around quick so that I can get to all the great questions that are asked. So uh, you have that to look forward to unless there's big news, which, hey, could happen, could happen. All right, that's it for today. Make sure that you're subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.